0: This just in, Ask Me Another is coming to St. Louis. Meet me and the entire team at the pageant as we take the show on the road. For details, go to amatickets.org.
1: From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask Me Another. And here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. We have an amazing guest for you. You might know him from Dead Poet Society, Training Day, Boyhood, or his truly influential movie, Reality Bites. Yes, cause it led a generation of women like me to believe that if you're really patient, things will end happily ever after with the tortured musician that is so good looking. I'm gonna have to ask Ethan back for my 20s, but anyhow, of course our VIP is Ethan Hawke. And let's welcome our first two contestants to play a game called To Be or Not To Be, Caleb Rota and Terry Pose. Oh. Caleb, what is your favorite Shakespearean
2: play? <sighs> that was my biggest fear going on here. Really? It would be Shakespeare. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm a theater major. Yeah. I feel like if I screw up.
0: Well, but your favorite, how could you okay, screw favorite.
2: Up? favorite has to be As You Like It great answer yep. Yep. And, and why specifically two reasons uh, one best female protagonist I, right? I don't, you can't you can't yeah, beat her I already think you won this whole thing oh sweet good sorry thanks for showing up Terry but <laughs> I haven't heard from Terry yet yeah, but good job um, and second most phallic jokes alright yeah. Inter- yeah. that is
0: an interesting couple yeah. of things it is isn't it? Almost, isn't it yeah they yeah. almost cancel
3: each yeah. other
4: out Terry, how about you? Um, It would have to be Hamlet, because that is what they base Lion King off of.
3: (laughs) What Lion King's based
0: on. Yeah, okay. You guys are so modern. (laughs) So Ethan Hawke once played Hamlet as a modern-day film student. You guys get to play Hamlet as a game show contestant. So we've tweaked his famous to-be or not-to-be soliloquy to include other words that begin with the letters B-E. To help me run this game is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton.
1: Hello.
0: Can you give them an example?
1: I would be happy to. If I said, Hamlet said this while he thought about cinching his tunic at the waist for a more figure-flattering look, you would answer, to belt or not to belt?
2: Yes. (laughs) I would. Yes, you would. Yes, you
0: would. It's like a... a, uh, (laughs) It's a groaner game, is what it is. <laughs> so give us your best dramatic reading when you answer. And here's a hint. Not all of the answers will be verbs. Okay? And the winner will move on to Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. Hamlet said this while mulling over a trip to a Central American country bordered by Mexico and Guatemala.
2: <laughs> to Belize or not to Belize?
0: Exactly. That is the
3: question.
1: Evoking a certain Grammy-winning diva, Hamlet sang this while contemplating asking his girlfriend Ophelia to put a ring on it. Terry.
4: To Beyonce or not to Beyonce? Indeed. Mm-hmm. That is the
1: question. That's the funny thing, because your name is Ophelia.
4: Yes, it
0: is. Uh, yeah, you know what kind of ring Ophelia could have used? A life preserver. I want to toss that to her. That is staying Too in the soon. show.
2: <laughs> Too, soon. <laughs> Too soon. It's been 500 years, guys. Come on.
1: A lot of people are not ready that to move is, on. That
0: is how... I, yeah, that's a crowd that loves their Shakespeare. They're like, wait a second. Hey. <laughs> Hamlet uttered this while considering a pair of oversized headphones from a company named after a rapper.
2: To beat by Dre or not to beat <laughs> by Dre? <laughs> <laughs> to not is the answer to that question. Hamlet exclaimed this while
1: adorning poor Yorick's skull with self-adhering rhinestones using a classic as-seen-on-TV gizmo. Terry.
3: To bedazzler or not to
0: bedazzler? That's right. And we also know the answer to that. Bedazzler. (laughs) Always. 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 While trying to talk to his father's ghost, Hamlet accidentally summoned the title character of a 1988 Tim Burton film and said this.
4: To Terry. Beetlejuice or not to Beetlejuice? Yeah!
1: <laughs> Hamlet said this while kicking around the idea of performing Elwood's signature male attracting move from the film Legally Blonde. <laughs> Terry.
4: To bend and snap or not to <laughs> bend and snap?
0: Absolutely correct. We are such idiots for not knowing that. <laughs> this is your last question. Hamlet muttered this in front of the fridge over a pint of Cherry Garcia ice cream.
2: Caleb. To Ben and Jerry's or not to Ben and Jerry's.
0: Exactly. Puzzle Guru John Chinesky, how did our contestants do?
5: Well, it was close, but it looks like Terry is going to be the contestant moving on to the final round. Way to go, Terry. (laughs)
0: <laughs> say hello to our next contestants, Darren Osborne and Megan Towers. So this round is called The Game Room. You are in a game room. What could this be about? In this round, all the answers will feature the name of a popular board game. For example, if we said, this cereal's commercials featured the slogan, he likes it, hey Mikey, you would say, life, the board game life. Have you played the board game life, Darren?
6: Yes. Yes.
0: Fond memories? I'm playing it now. (laughs) You are playing it now. This is also life. I know, weird. Uh, There was like cards and choices. Were there any cards that you remember from life or you wish you could maybe draw right now?
1: Um, Yes, the uh, Mikey Likes It card. If you draw the card, you get a free bowl of cereal right there on the spot.
0: Oh, you want cereal right now?
1: Cinnamon Life sounds good.
0: Okay. Adorable. Megan? I would go for the Unlimited Cheese for Life card. In the rare gourmand edition of the Game of Life. <laughs> are you guys hungry? Do we need... Um... <laughs> All right, now we know what your goals and aspirations are going <laughs> forward. All right, let's play the game. Ring in when you know the answer. The Sherman Antitrust Act outlaws this type of anti-competitive industry. Megan. Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah. In this Shakespearean tragedy, Iago's final words are appropriately, from this time forth, I never will speak words. Mm, Yeah, I know. Darren. Hamlet. It's not Hamlet. I don't, that is one of the most violent board games. (laughs) But I love the idea of it. Uh, No, Megan, can you steal? Othello? Othello? Yes! (laughs) That's a board game? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) That is a board game. Yeah.
5: A minute to learn, a lifetime to master. That's their slogan.
0: Ah. Yeah. The next is a musical clue. Jonathan Coulton.
5: Yes.
1: I need you to fill in the blank in this Taylor Swift song.
7: (laughs) And he's long gone, but he's next to me. on me. I knew you were this when you walked in
1: <laughs> Megan?
0: Trouble.
1: Trouble is right.
0: That was really an amazing rendition of that song.
1: You know what? Taylor, Taylor Swift is fantastic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Am I, yeah.
1: Am I alone in this? No no. no, no, no. I just... I'm with you. I
0: couldn't... I couldn't the way you said it, I was like, is that Jonathan Colton talking? Or? I'm not setting up for a joke. I'm okay, serious. no, that's good. Agreed.
1: Talented young lady.
0: In 1952, Richard Nixon gave a famous speech in which he admitted his daughter's dog was a political gift. What was the name of the dog? Darren cannot stop <laughs> ringing in. Darren. Checkers. Checkers is correct. Do you know the names of his other pets? He named them after all of his favorite pastimes. Alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Making lists of my enemies. Yeah. After the USS Missouri and the USS Wisconsin were taken out of commission, the U.S. Navy no longer used these types of boats. Darren. Battleships. Battleships is correct. This Agatha Christie play opened on London's West End in 1952 and holds the record for the longest initial run of any play in history with over 23,000 performances. Megan. The Mousetrap. Yes, The Mousetrap. Is that a good thing that it ran that long? What does that mean?
5: It was a fantastic play. It was Agatha Christie. It was, it was mysterious. It had a, a twist ending that no one saw coming. I'm no, not going to spoiler it for you, but... It's just, Are we just like about... the board game. You had no idea what was right, happening Right, when that you.
0: little cage at the end Comes fell down, and everyone was like, Oh my God, it worked! <laughs> <Yes. laughs> okay, your last clue is... That we're just going down memory lane, and we forgot it was a game show. Um, your last clue is another musical clue.
1: Here we go. Fill in the blank in these Elton John lyrics.
0: It's sad, so sad,
7: why can't we talk it over? Oh, it seems to me, this thing seems to be
0: the hardest word. Megan? I actually didn't know, and I just
2: pressed the buzzer, so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, wait a second!
1: She did not know. Uh, we're gonna (laughs) have...
2: You pass. very confusing. All right, Megan.
1: You, you pass. You pass. You pass. Thanks for apologizing.
0: <laughs>
1: Darren, do you have a guess as to what it is? Sorry. Sorry is correct. Sorry is correct. <laughs> Megan, that's, a, that's what they call a bad
0: beat right there. <laughs> That was like the most Canadian way that could have gone. So If I had apologized first, I would have gotten it right. The answer is sorry, but you don't believe it.
5: Darren got it. Sorry. Puzzle guru John Chinesky. Well, despite that near miss at the end, Megan, you still win. Congratulations. You're moving on to our final round.
0: We'll talk to our VIP Ethan Hawke about a movie that took 12 years to film and we'll quiz him about the year it all began. So stick around, I'm Ophira Eisenberg and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Hey, here's a question for you Are you a music nerd? Chances are, if you're listening to our podcast, yes. Well, Ask Me Another recommends you check out All Songs Considered, the podcast from NPR Music. Each week, Bob Boylan and Robin Hilton share the best new and upcoming music. You can download artist interviews, live concerts, and lots of songs you'll instantly fall in love with. So find the new All Songs Considered episodes every Tuesday at iTunes.com slash NPR. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and please welcome our very important puzzler. He's an actor whose roles span everything from Shakespeare to slacker comedies to arthouse dramas. It's Ethan Hawke.
6: Thanks for having me.
0: Welcome. You have done so many different movies over the years and lots of, I mean, cross genres. When you're walking down the street and you have the obsessive fan run up to you, what do, what do they yell out to you? What is the number one?
6: You know, it depends on what they look like, you know? I mean, there's, there's, there's a certain type of, of woman where it's kind of clear by the look in her eyes that the Reality Bites poster was on her college sure. wall, right? Like, Then there's... You know, the dude is really into training day. He's like, yo, Jake. You know, there's that guy. Then there's the kind of geeked out Gattaca fan. It's like, you know.
0: And. and uh, yeah, <laughs> this is my crowd. All right, very good. You are loyal to directors. You find a director that, I mean, Richard Linkladder, you've worked with eight times. Eight yeah. times. Uh, but also um, Antoine Fuqua yeah, and. Yeah, did
6: training day in Brooklyn's Finest um, um, with Antoine and.
0: Andrew Nicol. I did
6: Gattaca, Lord of War, and a new film called Good Kill that's coming out next year.
0: So, what is it about these directors that you go, this is my ideal working relationship?
6: Well, to answer honestly, it's that, you know, usually when you finish uh, collaboration with somebody, it it takes about that time to feel comfortable to start. I always feel like, right at the end, I'm like, God, I wish we started now. Um, Trust is the biggest thing in any kind of creative endeavor. You know, and, and particularly to be honest with you, actors, uh, my, my peer group has a bad reputation and a lot of directors are burned and fried and really mistrustful that your primary objective is to make their movie better and not to serve yourself, right. you know. Uh, there's a great Marlon Brando quote in his younger days where he said that, you know, his job was to spiritually marry his director. <laughs> and so that's really always my goal is to kind of just figure out what, what this story is they want to tell and help them tell it.
0: Nice. Cool, right? I know.
6: So when people figure that out, I get another job.
0: Right. Yeah. So a project that, you know, is a huge hit, Boyhood, uh, that you... Thank you. Uh, that you worked with Richard Linklater, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a film that took 12 years to film. That's true. Uh, and I have read that you are shocked by its commercial success.
6: Yeah, completely. <laughs> I mean, I always thought it was cool. I don't mean that. I don't mean to. I'm blown away by Linklater, right? You know, I mean, we did Before Sunrise, and this is a movie that, when it came out, about 15 people went to see, right? And it's only slowly gathered its people being interested in it. And the same was true of Waking Life um, and other projects that I've worked on with Rick. I was completely confident in their artistic merit. I'm not. There's no false humility about that. I thought the movies were great, but. And when he asked me 12 years ago, hey, I have this cool idea. Why don't we cast this like, six-year-old boy? And like, we'll get together a couple days a year, and we'll make a movie about growing up. like, all right, that sounds cool, I guess. That was his pitch? And, yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, it was a little bit more interesting than that. You know? But I said, like, who are we going to cast? You know, what do you mean? Like, are we really going to do this? And are other people going to keep showing up? Because you get into the legality of it. You, know, that you can't sign people up for a contract. You can't make the kid be in the movie. The whole thing was an act of faith. You, you know, it's illegal to make someone work on, sign a contract for more than seven years, right? So we never had any deals. It was just, do you want to get together on Wednesday and keep doing this project? And, and was, I really, it was so strange. And, and we would work hard on like it. You a know, like a lucrative book club. Well, it wasn't really very lucrative. <laughs> I, right, I, I mean, it was like every other book right. club. And, um, and at first, it just seemed like an experiment. You know, it was this really interesting thing. And then slowly, once you pass the six, seven-year mark, it started to be this thing that meant a lot to all of us. And I didn't know that other people would be interested. Because uh, you make these things, and, and you make them for people. I mean, that is the idea. When you when you hit the bell right, right, it, it means something personal to the person. It's not something you plan to right. do or something. And, and that really seems to be happening with this movie in a way that is... Uh, Really the most exciting, here, and it's weird, right at a moment, you know, here I am about to turn 44, and it's really the time where I feel like it's time for me to get a real job I hate like everybody else. <laughs> and, and, um, and now this, this, the biggest harebrained scheme of my life uh, has, has gone well. And it just, I, I want it to serve as a, like a, a kind of call to anybody with a harebrained scheme that it can work out, you know, just go for it.
0: Do you think right now because that people are like we're going to do the same thing but it's going to take place over 25 years. Do you think yeah, that, right. like it's going to start
6: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know go for yeah, it why I guess. Not, right?
0: <laughs> How as an actor do you approach a de- figuring out your character development for a character that you haven't met yet? A 12 year I mean I don't know
6: I mean that that's a really interesting question cuz that's the when Letter approached me with this idea, I actually did have the thought that I don't think any actor has been offered this opportunity before. I want you to create a character over 12 years. And also, even more interestingly, not just a character, but really, he was asking me to do a portrait of fatherhood at this moment in my life when I, my, my son was just born, my daughter was about four, and fatherhood was the biggest thing in my life. I mean, the thing that really makes the most noise and the thing I was thinking about, and when I think about fatherhood, I wasn't thinking of myself as a father. I was thinking of my dad. Right. You know, and how my dad had changed from the man that I know now versus the man that I really remember when I was five or six. Because we it's obvious when young people are maturing. But once you hit, you know, your early 20s, how you are maturing or not maturing is not so self-evident. Because things that are a failure could be the things that are making you grow the most, and things that could be perceived as success could be the things that are making you fail the most. So the maturation process as an adult is really mysterious, even more mysterious than for kids. And, and so I knew the movie, you know, the heart of the movie was going to be this young boy, yeah. but that Patricia Arquette and I's characters could operate as this kind of uh, spine to the movie.
0: And when you watched the movie, and you saw yourself from 12 years ago, was it an odd feeling?
6: Well, when the movie starts, I was like, man, man, I still look really good.
0: <laughs> and, and, and then the movie progressed, and I was
6: like, oh, damn, yeah, you know? Uh. I started, th- for all this, you know, out in Hollywood, they really only watch the first five, ten minutes of a yeah, movie anyway, so I'm going to get a lot of work. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, we have a great game for you, which uh, I promise will not be nerve-wracking at all. So, are you ready to take and ask me another challenge? Sure. Ethan Hawke, by the way, give him a round of applause. <laughs> Going to bring up uh, Jonathan Coulton and John Janeski. I got to call my dad. <laughs> So you started filming Boyhood 12 years ago, which to me is like 48 bang trims ago. That's uh-huh. how I look yeah, at it. That's how you
6: judge it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we weren't going to ask you about questions that span over those 12 years, because that's too intense. So this was just about things that happened the year you started filming, which was 2002. And if you get enough questions right, Edward Ray of Gainesville, Florida is going to win an Ask Me Another Prize.
6: So I'm doing this for Ed. Mm-hmm, You're doing this for Ed. Okay.
0: He's in Gainesville. All right. He's gonna get an anagram T-shirt. That is our best prize.
6: Okay. <laughs> this is exciting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Trivia from 2002.
1: Brazil won the FIFA World Cup again, which was held for the first time on the continent of Asia. The games were played in what two
6: Asian nations? Oh, jeez what do Asian nations like and now if I said like Denmark and Sweden I'd look really stupid right yeah, don't yeah. say Denmark yeah. and Sweden uh, yeah, 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 there are
0: right. Asians in Denmark and <laughs> Sweden that would go well
6: yeah. um, <laughs> Korea and you're trying to give me signals uh, <laughs> Korea and Japan
7: Yeah, yeah. yeah. South Korea right. and Japan that's
3: right <laughs>
1: You just, you just pretended to, yeah. for mm. that to be hard, right? You were just pretending that was difficult for you? He's an actor. I, uh, He's it's an actor, just... I
0: know. On June 29th, 2002, this man was the acting president of the United States for more than two hours while George W. Bush was put under anesthesia for a colonoscopy.
6: <laughs> Is that true?
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Imagine that's, the Doctor's that's Dilemma. That's terrifying, huh? <laughs> yeah.
6: And it's weirdly exciting. I don't know. Uh, um, Dick Cheney? Yeah,
0: exactly.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, Darth Vader himself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the 2002 Grammy for Album of the Year went to a soundtrack. And we're looking for the film that that soundtrack was for. And it featured... This song. I am a
7: man of constant sorrow. I've seen trouble.
6: Brother, Where are Dad? Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> Back in 2002 when he was single.
6: <laughs> <laughs> very briefly. Uh, very briefly. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> this novel by Yann Martel about a boy in a lifeboat with an assortment of zoo animals won the Man Booker Prize. Life of Pi? Yeah, Life of Pi. <laughs>
6: Doesn't seem that long
1: ago. I know to me. It's, it's so yeah, bizarre, right? Yeah, yeah. You know so many of these. I feel like maybe you weren't paying attention when you were shooting the movie.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Discussing the hit 2002 reality show featuring him and his family, what aging heavy metal rocker said: "I think MTV should consider using subtitles half the time. Even I can't understand what the curse word I'm talking about."
6: <laughs> Was that Ozzy? It
1: sure is. Yeah.
6: <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was shooting a movie last year and I went to the gym, you know, in the hotel, and Ozzy was in there. It was, it was just me and Ozzy in the gym. You know, when you see Ozzy on the elliptical, it's, I don't know. I, I kept wanting to bite the head off a bat
0: or something, you know. Yeah. You're strangely like competing with Ozzy Osbourne. I didn't in the gym. compete, I just
6: watched. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Very pale. Yeah, yeah. I bet he's very pale. All right, this is, uh, this is your last question. What city's tourism agency tried to drum up business by introducing the ad slogan, what happens here, stays here?
6: Baby. I was... Where we're gonna go next week, all right? <laughs> gonna get ourselves some dollar bills and go to Vegas, aren't we? Yeah,
0: me? exactly. All right. I am personally pleased we have that recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! you Nailed it! You. I, got,
6: I got really nervous there, and now I feel like all right. right.
0: Yeah, Edward, you could to...
6: look really stupid. You know, I mean, it, it could. Well, anyway, never mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, we've. You had... looked at me
6: like you did look. No, really no, no. Stupid no. <laughs> no, we
0: have had. Yeah, some people we've... have not done so well. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
5: right.
0: Let's hear it for our VIP, Ethan Hawke. Thank you, guys. <laughs>
7: Crazy. That's how it goes. Millions of people living as foes. Maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate. Mental wounds now. A bit of shame Going off the rails On a crazy train
0: Our next contestant is on the line. Hello, you're on Ask Me Another.
4: Hi, everyone. My name's Mia Eisman, calling from Austin, Texas. Hello.
0: Now, Mia, we're gonna play a game called backwards logic. Would you consider yourself a logical thinker? Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you do for, (laughs) uh, you know, cash?
4: Oh, uh, I taught geometry.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. So, yeah, you absolutely are a logical thinker. All right, well, this will be easy then, but it's, it's sort of math, but in word form. We'll okay. read you sentences that contain a word that becomes another word when spelled backwards. Okay. So your job is to find that backwards word. Uh, the good news is that each sentence is also a clue. For example, if we said, it's not a tuber, the answer would be, of course. Reboot. If you're in Canada. Yes. Re- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Reboot. Oh, Rebut. Yes. Rebut. Right tuber backwards. Exactly. Got it. Ready? All right. They're all laughing at me. No, they're laughing no, at no. me. So, they are laughing
1: at me, Mia. Something else funny happened in the room. There's... Something else happened. It's unrelated to you that they're laughing at.
0: I don't know. I can't. No, see you're guys. doing great. We love you. Let's do it. Drinking fancy beer makes me feel regal. Oh, drinking fancy beer makes me feel regal. Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, regal backwards?
7: <laughs> oh, I get
4: it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the answer is, of course, lager. Yes, it is. Man, they love me. They love you
0: cheering for you. Dennis the Menace did some bad things. It's almost sinned? Is it sinned? Yes, it is sinned. Exactly. Should I re-knit this sweater or just make small changes? Oh, tinker. Tinker, yeah. Yeah. See now, it's it's getting super easy. I love that word. So tinker. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Are you making fun of me again?
1: No. (laughs) The same funny thing happened from before.
0: (laughs) Your answers are funny, and we are enjoying your personality. Oh, thanks. But I understand deep paranoia. Trust me. Why do you keep sneaking looks at me, huh? What about that one? Because I want to take a peek. Yeah, exactly. I'm stressed about my figure after eating all those cupcakes. You shouldn't have had so many desserts. now we're doing call and answer. (laughs) Mia, that's it. We never made fun of you, and you won. Congratulations. Hey! We are going to send you a limited edition Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. I'm so happy. I'm Thank happy you. too. Thank you so much. Do you know your trivia backwards and forwards? Then you should be a contestant on our show. Email us at askmeanother@npr.org, at npr.org and we'll see if you have what it takes. After the break, we'll sing about some famous Ricks, and maybe a famous Ethan will sing to us. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR.
1: Socks are the number one most requested clothing item at homeless shelters. Our sponsor for today's show, Bombas, aims to make a difference by donating a pair of socks to someone in need for every pair purchased. Bombas are athletic leisure socks built with invisible toe seams, a honeycomb arch support system, performance comfort footbed, and long staple Pima cotton, designed to keep your feet warm in the winter and cool in the summer. To get 20% off your first purchase and help get socks to someone in need, simply visit bombas.com slash ask.
0: You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, John Janeski. And please welcome our contestants, Rachel Brelo and Candace Hyam. So what kind of music do you remember playing in your house when you were growing up, Candace? My mother was big into Led Zeppelin, So there was a lot of Led Zeppelin. Really? And my father was Janis Joplin, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and The Doors. Okay, that's a very cool household. I got Zamfir. Fear, Rachel. (laughs)
4: So, similarly to um, the previously mentioned music, that as well, um, but <laughs> <laughs> all those things. Yes. Um, but, but most frequently, the Grateful Dead was yeah. big, and also my uh, little sister playing violin, kind of like hacking out the Bach double, really was wow. what it was. And it, you were smiling, but. No, no. it was not good. No. But, I mean, they were,
0: but they were playing yeah. the Zeppelin yeah. and the Dead. And the Dead. So, both of your parents were like, hi. <laughs> Grown up This game is called Rick Rolling Jonathan, I hope you're never going to let me down I am,
1: I am not, I'm never going to give you up Nor will I run around Nor will I desert you <laughs>
7: Thank you uh,
1: this, this game is going to feature Rick Astley's Classic song Never Gonna Give You Up We have altered the lyrics So that they are about other famous Real or fictional people named Rick all you have to do is buzz in and tell us which Rick we are talking about. And the winner, of course, will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry that you have to hear the song a
3: lot. I'm no stranger to funk My first big song was called You and I I wore long hair cause I was such a funk. Even offstage, was a super freaky guy. Candice. Rick James. Oh, yeah, Rick James.
0: He wore long hair because he was such a hunk. He was such a
1: hunk. <laughs> Everybody loved him.
3: Oh, a hunk. This actor still makes you swoon. You love the Ricker, but you're too shy to say it. You watched him grow up with a silver spoon. Had his own Pac-Man, and he loved to play it.
1: Candace. Rick Schroeder. Rick Schroeder is right.
0: I like that you refer to him as his older years now. Yeah, not Ricky. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. not Ricky. You're like Rick Schroeder. That's when he was mature. He's an adult.
4: He's an adult. Yeah, that's
0: when he wasn't sleeping in a race car bed anymore.
4: (laughs) This is a game about Rick, Ophira. It's a game about Rick. That's right. Not
0: Ricky. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. I understand everything about you.
3: (laughs) Accurately, sure. Accurately. I am always with you on your TV, mostly on the Nick at night. And I'm gonna play those drums, and I'm gonna lead the band, and I'm gonna tell my Lucy I love you.
1: Rachel?
4: Ricky Ricardo?
1: Ricky Ricardo, yeah. Or Rick Ricardo, as he was known. <laughs>
4: yes, Rick later. I know. When he was
1: older, he was known as Rick Ricardo. Yeah. Rick Ricardo.
0: How did it feel stepping out of your own
3: convention? <laughs> you know, you got me. You got me good. You got me. <laughs> Spent the 80s in a new wave band. Then got famous on the BBC. On the office I'm an awful man. I'm David Brent, and you've seen me on TV. Rick, yes, Rachel.
4: Rick or Ricky Gervais.
3: <laughs> That's right. Rick quote Ricky <laughs>
1: Gervais is correct. I got to tell you, I don't know how Rick Astley does it singing in that stupid voice all the time.
3: <laughs>
1: starting, to, starting to sort of blow it out on my end <laughs> over here.
3: I just want to tell you how I'm feeling. Yes, I feel bad because the kids but I'm gonna bust those ghosts and I'm gonna flint those stones and I'm gonna space those balls and Schwartz you Okay,
0: hey, Candace. Rick Moranis.
1: Yeah, that's right. I'm going to space those balls and Schwartz you. <laughs> Doesn't make any
3: sense at all. This is your last question. I got my big breakers, Tracy Turnblad. Then John Waters said, you're my star. So I'm going to dance out there, And I'm going to spray my hair. Then I'm going to lose some weight and surprise you. Rachel. Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake, yeah.
5: Surprise. Surprise. It's me, Ricky Lake. You didn't
0: know because I've lost weight. John surprise. Chinesky,
5: what happened in that game? What happened was we have a tie. And here's your tiebreaker question. Name one of the two Republican Ricks who ran for U.S. President in 2012. Rachel.
4: Rick Santorum?
5: Rick Santorum is correct. You're our winner, Rachel. Congratulations.
0: Say hello to our next contestants, Craig Erlinson and Elizabeth (laughs) Lauterhahn. Elizabeth, you manage a massage clinic. Do you get a lot of free massages? I I do. You do? Yeah, yeah. You're like, it's amazing. Yeah, okay, it is amazing. So when you need a massage, you just go to your job. Amazing. (laughs) Craig is a cartographer. I am. Yeah, map maker. When you get lost, what do you do?
4: Oh, I look at my phone. <laughs> like everyone else.
0: <laughs> no, you don't pull out? I have out. no idea.
4: No, I have no idea where I'm going.
0: <laughs> okay. So when you guys are at the movies, what is your favorite snack to eat? Craig?
4: I could make something up, but honestly, I'm just way too cheap to buy anything from yeah. the movie snack bar. It's way too much.
0: Right. Okay. There's a lot of...
4: Sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of
0: public <laughs> radio people that agree with you. Thank you.
4: Right, thanks. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Uh, do you ever sneak anything in?
4: If I were to sneak something in, it would be milk duds, absolutely.
0: Oh. I, okay, good to know. Elizabeth, how about you? Uh, well, I suggest you invest in a purse, because those make it easy to sneak things in. Um, it's more of a process.
3: I like to bite the ends off Twizzlers and use them as a straw. Yes!
1: <laughs> the one guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think your soulmate is in the audience. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> I don't know what your relationship status is, but get single, because... <laughs> so this round is called Cinema Snacks, uh, and lucky you, it's a mashup game. So that is a game where you combine things. In this case, you're going to combine the titles of movies with the names of foods. Let's go to our puzzle guru, John Chinesky, for an
5: example. For instance, if I said, it's a 1984 film based on Stephen King's tale of murderous teenagers in the fields but Irish, and with cabbage, you would say, Children of the Corned Beef.
1: And then traditionally, the audience boos you as well. (laughs) It happens. And we'll give you this hint as well. The name of the movie will always be first in this game, followed by the food.
0: It's Stanley Kubrick's 1971 film on violence, juvenile delinquency, and the main ingredient in mimosas. Elizabeth, a clockwork orange juice. Yes. And you know those oranges were beaten to a pulp.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto challenged the system to get experimental drugs to fight AIDS, including a concoction made with bread, turkey, bacon, lettuce, tomato, and mayo.
4: Craig. Dallas Buyers Club Sandwich. Delicious and correct. All right, all right, all right.
0: (laughs) Jodie Foster plays an FBI agent with a taste for cutlets of baby sheep. Craig.
4: Silence of the Lamb Chops.
0: Yes!
1: In this classic film, Humphrey Bogart says to Ingrid Bergman, we'll always have Paris. And these cubes of meat on a stick. Think about it.
5: Now, I'll assume you have the movie. Think of Shish blank. (laughs) (laughs) Cubes of meat on a stick. Classic film. Shish blank. (laughs)
4: Correct. Correct. Casablanca kebab? Casablanca uh, Bob Casablanca Bob
3: yeah. Yes, very good.
0: Ooh, okay. <laughs> it didn't flow. <laughs>
7: it
4: didn't did
1: not flow. flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it did not It, didn't, it, didn't, it, didn't, it all. was a little more awkward than the other ones. You're right. We're going to cut this whole thing out.
0: Yeah. Play it again, lamb. Uh, <laughs> of all the gyro joints, <laughs> no. I've written 15 of these. Michael Jordan helps the Looney Tunes play basketball against aliens to win a delicious Creole rice dish similar to paella. Elizabeth. Space jambalaya. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) Daniel Day-Lewis plays a creepy oil prospector who says, I drink your milkshake and I eat your congealed animal body fluids. Elizabeth.
0: There will be blood pudding.
1: We'll take yeah, it. That's yeah, that's good. Well done. We well, were thinking sausages, I suppose. Okay. We yeah, we
0: were thinking that. the Are other putting... British cuisine that it sounds like a dare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is your last question. In this early '90s film, Johnny Depp cares for his mentally challenged younger brother by feeding him this gravel-based, inexplicably popular breakfast cereal. <laughs> Craig,
4: what's eating Gilbert
5: Grape Nuts?
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> John Chinesky, Puzzle Guru. How did our contestants do?
5: Craig won that round. Congratulations, Craig. We'll see you later at our final round.
0: Now we are going to crown this week's grand champion, so let's bring back from To Be or Not To Be, Terry Post. (laughs) From the game room, Megan Towers. From Rick Rolling, Rachel Braylow. And from Cinema Snacks, Craig Erlinson to play our Ask Me One More final round. And our puzzle guru, John Chinesky, will tell us what's in store for the final round.
5: This round is titled, Load of B.S. Now, before you send the kids out of the room, this is a G-rated game. The answers to this game will be people, places, or things that have the initials B.S. For example, if I said, this singer won an Oscar for her performance in Funny Girl, you would say, Barbara Streisand. Now we're playing this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. you only have a few seconds to give us an answer. Last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. And for your prize, Ethan Hawke himself will come on stage and serenade you with a song. Here we go. Terry, this legendary rocker from New Jersey was born in the USA. Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Megan. It's a good place to get a haircut or hear a singing quartet. Barbershop. Yes. Rachel, it's a party held for an expectant mother.
4: Uh, Baby shower.
5: That's correct. Craig, this rock is part of an Irish castle, and you kiss it to obtain the gift of eloquence. Blarney Stone. Blarney Stone is right. Back to Terry. Terry. When something is easy, you emphasize the point by saying it's not this. Three seconds. Terry, step aside, let's see if Megan knows the answer. Megan, if something's easy, you emphasize it by saying it's not this. BS? (laughs) No, that's incorrect. (laughs) You step aside, let's see if Rachel knows the answer.
4: A blanket statement?
5: Blanket statement is incorrect. We're gonna go to Craig. Craig, when something is easy, you emphasize the point by saying it's not this. Brain surgery? Brain surgery is correct, and Craig, you are our Ask Me Another winner.
0: Just like that, Craig, you have won our Ask Me Another game for this week. You're our big winner. And as your prize, our VIP, Ethan Hawke, has agreed to serenade you. So congratulations. Okay, we're going to do that now. Here he is.
6: So I'm supposed to serenade you? (laughs) That's what they say. (laughs) Tell me your name again. Craig. Craig, yeah. (laughs) Craig, you're the best. Everyone loves you, because you got the answers right. Oh, Craig, do you have a rhyme for me? Craig doesn't rhyme with a lot. It's true. Craig,
3: you're the best
6: all know it's true we love your mama and we love you too oh. she's in the she's in the audience you know it's true and when you go home you feel kind of blue <laughs> that's all you get craig Woo.
1: thank you shabby thank you i love you baby
6: <laughs>
0: Greg, how do you feel right now?
4: I mean, how how am I supposed to feel? It's, I mean, great. Great.
0: How are you supposed to feel? Yeah. I'm lucky.
4: <laughs> I feel great.
0: Congratulations.
4: Thanks. Thanks, Greg.
0: And that's our show. Thanks for listening. If you would like to be a contestant, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is John Chinesky.
5: Hey, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta Cannon.
0: Our puzzle editor is Art Chung, with additional puzzle writing by Annabelle Bacon, Kyle Beakley, Eric Feinstein, Glenn McDonald, Josiah Madigan, and Greg Volk. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogerson, Eleanor Kagan, Jess Miller, and our intern Lauren Moon, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Kirsten Moeller, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, the Bell House, Hot Heel Blues, and our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harriet Begonias, Ophira Eisenberg, and this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, we visit a fictional desert town where the sun is hot, the moon is beautiful, and the clues are mysterious. The Night Vale Zoo also unveiled
1: a new logo featuring this blood-sucking creature.
0: Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. And welcome to Night Vale. Night vale. Hey, you've reached the end of the podcast, but maybe you want to listen to some music. At Ask Me Another, we would like to recommend you check out All Songs Considered, the music podcast from NPR Music. Each week, Bob Boylan and Robin Hilton share the best new and upcoming songs. You can download artist interviews, live concerts, and listen to all kinds of new songs that you will instantly fall in love with. Find new All Songs Considered episodes every Tuesday at iTunes.com slash NPR.